Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello everybody, welcome to What Culture Gaming. Now usually I'd have someone else on to talk to, but everybody's left for Christmas. Either that or they're super busy preparing stuff for other channels. But I just want to just, I just need to talk about Cyberpunk 2077. I need to get some thoughts out there on just what the hell is going on because maybe it's just 2020 channeling itself through me um but i'm sitting in this one room i'm recording this stuff to you um and it's just ridiculous i mean obviously the news has just broken that sony have taken cyberpunk 2077 off the playstation store um because of the sheer absolute state that it's in and that is a whole spiral of stuff um that you can check out in our other news videos me and you and uh, i managed to get him on to do a little bit of news about that how cdpr obviously deceived everybody with the state of the games as they were on ps4 and Xbox One, they sort of implicated Sony and Microsoft directly by saying, hey, those guys were totally fine with certification. That's why we were able to release it um, or agree to release it. And that's why Sony have then now gone, well, screw you then, we'll take the game off the store. However, it's just one of those things where every time there's a big overblown AAA release that completely falls flat on its face, I wonder how many more times we can do this. Like, it's just... I started writing up a list of just, you know, the titles that we sort of pointed at and said, what the hell is that? Thinking it would be the last time that it was going to happen. Um, you know, Assassin's Creed Unity, Fallout 76, Mass Effect Andromeda, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Um, it's just all these titles and No Man's Sky, It's you can break them down as well. There's so much nuance. Like if you break down the No Man's Sky side of it, that was a complete disaster of marketing. Um, you know, Sean Murray getting out there talking about features that were on the table at the time, or at least I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that they were um, on, on Colbert trying to sell a version of the game that literally didn't exist yet. Um, you know, a team of 13 people putting together an indie project that Sony stepped in and said, we'll market that, we'll, you know, hype that up quite a lot. Um, and he was, you know, hyping a version of a game that didn't exist. Still lies, um, but <laughs> I have to assume he was going to bring it together in the end. And as soon as No Man's Sky blew up as much as it did, we should have never got that again. We should never get marketed versions of games or to that level, uh, including features that are potentially not going to be in the final product. Um, my overall point, I think, is that I honestly think games need to be marketed in a completely different way to film and TV. The average consumer needs to know that what they're looking at is not remotely representative of the final product. And that'll be in the fine print somewhere. Um, but I think the overall mentality needs to be that, you know, the, the dev is saying, look, we're aiming for this. We're going to try and hit X, Y, Z targets. And we might not, but we'll try. Um, because I think that, you know, it's not like that would have saved something like Cyberpunk, but it might have saved No Man's Sky. Um, but my overall point as well, you know, alongside the, the marketing stuff, which obviously you can pick apart down in the comments as to how 
larger, massive games should be marketed because um, they need to have some sort of marketing cycle unless you're Rockstar or Naughty Dog. Um, you know, it's just the, the scale of the products and projects themselves because Cyberpunk is has come in so ludicrously broken, so hilariously over-the-top, DOA ridiculous, you know, where naked versions of V are riding motorcycles through crowds. Dongs are flailing because um, they couldn't even get that stuff together. And it's just that thing where, you know, Cyberpunk has been in development for eight years and we would like to ascribe a, an idea, a formula of, you know, time equals quality, which it does on the, you know, the Naughty Dog and the Rockstar side, but there's still so many casualties of that process when you look into the amount of crunch that those devs went through, the amount of, you know, discarded project ideas that go through that massive time period, because there's just... A project of that scope and scale is going to, you know, wax and wane in regards to focus and in regards to which mechanics are, you know, taken, you know, put in the game and then taken out and stuff like that. And in Rockstar's case, you know, if you don't stick around for that entirety of the dev cycle, you're not in the end credits. Uh, they've amended that now, but that didn't seem to be the case for the vast majority of their products until they got to Red Dead 2. So it's just, we have this idea of what a AAA game is, rolling in all these games as a service elements that clearly make an absolute ton of money, but still require so many other facets of development, like all these loot grinds and ideas of planning all these different features um, that would sustain a, player's, uh, sustain a player base for multiple months and years after release, um, that also go hand in hand with what a AAA production is. Um, that it can't just be mechanically focused, it has to have this big story, this big narrative, this big sort of reason you're hooked. And you could see both those mentalities completely clash in the Avengers. Uh, this game that tried to be a story-based thing and tried to be a loop-based thing and just came out completely broken again. It just wasn't remotely satisfying. Anthem kind of tried the same thing. We had Bioware and EA just saying like, hey, don't worry. It's totally going to be a story-focused game. It's totally going to be satisfying for single players. And it absolutely wasn't. So I just, I wonder how many more times we can do this. Because whether we go down the route of you know, the, the cyberpunk route, which is something that is entirely single player focused for now, it's getting a multiplayer release at some point in the future. Um, the, you know, the, the project scale, the amount of people that are involved in putting it together, maybe these projects and products are too unwieldy. There's too many moving parts. Um, and maybe we need to scale it back a little bit. Now, obviously the dev side will say that they never want to be told that and various devs have got out there and tweeted those things out, just saying like, look, you know, the, the moment you say that there's a glass ceiling, to game development, then you're fundamentally restricting creativity to a certain point. Um, and that's worth factoring in as well. But at, at the same time, on CDPR's side, clearly as a developer-publisher combo, they didn't acknowledge any glass ceilings whatsoever. In fact, they punched right through them as much as they could because they didn't have to answer to anybody um, until it got, you know, rubber met the road and all of a sudden the investors are coming calling just saying like, what the hell have you guys done? Um, and CDPR's management themselves said that eventually they had to prioritize the release date over all else. Uh, Adam Kaczynski, the CEO, literally said that they ignored the dev teams telling them that the game was broken because um, they needed to hit the release date or they really, really wanted to. And it's just that thing of, you know, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I That idea of what a AAA game is, it's become this big unwieldy, oh my God, the hype cycle, the marketing, you know, this big, you know, it's going to change your life style game. Um, maybe that's something on the consumer side that we need to be more, you know, like aware of or more vigilant with. But it's also something that on the dev side and the production side, the industry side, um, they need to be a hell of a lot more transparent with. Um, because it's not like CDPR and Cyberpunk has a, a massive list of features that aren't included in the final game. 
Um, people are already putting that stuff together in regards to which story scenes aren't in there. The idea of buying a house isn't in there. Uh, the law system, you know, the way the cops work and everything is, there's just nothing there. They spawn, they attack you, that's it. Whereas they were supposed to accept bribes and high level NPCs would chase you down if your reputation was higher and things like that. It's, you know, all those features that at one point they were going to put in there, but they didn't for whatever reason. Um, and I think if it was a film or a TV, you wouldn't even begin marketing it outside of a logo or confirming it's coming until you have that footage in place. And maybe a deleted scene comes later on or something gets reworked, the likes of Rogue One and, and the Star Wars side or whatever. But the vast majority of those projects are going to arrive as they were seen in the adverts, in the advertising. And it's not to make it all about marketing, but I think it's a big... It's a big reason why we get so hung up on a version of a game. Um, because without that transparency, that complete clarity as to what they're selling, that allows a version of a game to blow up and completely snowball in people's minds. Um, which is totally valid. You're allowed to be excited about a product. You're allowed to be excited about something that's coming. Um, and you can, assumedly, take what's in advertising as a promised feature. Um, well, you could anyway, but obviously that doesn't seem to mesh up with where we are right now. The AAA gaming industry has absolutely exploded across the last generation, the eighth generation, the one that's coming to a close. And I just wonder, at the precipice of the next generation, we've had the biggest, most catastrophic letdown in gaming history, really. If we, act, if we, total, if we total, total everything up, the hype, the potential, the studio that's behind it, the version of the game that we got versus the version that was supposed to be out there, the amount of cut features and the amount of bugs that are still present even on the best version of the game, say you're playing on PC um, or you're playing on next-gen hardware, running the, running the older version, I think this is one of the most catastrophic letdowns in gaming history. And I, and I like, I love Cyberpunk 2077. I've banked 40 hours into it and I finished it last night. I still would give it four and a half stars out of five because there's enough for me to subjectively enjoy about it. But objectively and critically, this thing should not have been released in the state that it's in. Um, and I just think that so much stuff has to change. So as much as this is a sprawling set of thoughts that I have on the cusp of reading that Sony have pulled the game from their stores, um, I just want to continue the conversation. I want to put stuff out there. I want to see where you are in regards to what state should a game be in before they release it. Because um, we haven't even touched on the idea or the reality of file sizes. Um, and the fact that I just watched a Racervix video on how back in 2014 um, and the couple of years that came after that, Titanfall, the original Titanfall being 50 gig was an oh my god realization, um, as was Shadow of Mordor um, and Call of Duty and Wolfenstein all being 40 gig. Um, you know, back then we were like, oh my god, what the hell are these games? Why are they so huge? But now, you know, Cyberpunk, um, Red Dead, Call of Duty, they're plus 100 gig per game. And when they get patched, they get duplicated internally. And there's so much of that original vision being patched in, being patched in after day one or being patched in months later, which is the case with Cyberpunk. It's all part and parcel of the same problem. There's, uh, maybe it's a managerial thing, maybe it's a whole thing to do with conceptually, you know, really pinning down exactly what your game's gonna be. Because um, you can contrast Avengers, Anthem, Cyberpunk with Death Stranding. Um, and it's not to say that Hideo Kojima is this, you know, golden boy of everything, but he literally laid out exactly the game that he wanted to do, um, put all of his production notes online, and you got to see the timeline, the, the scale of what he did, and how he brought it together. He knew exactly which talent he was working with, exactly how long, well, you know, as much as he could, um, exactly what, how his team were gonna perform and bring things together and which deadlines to hit. And Death Stranding was turned around from, you know, sketch on a napkin until being playable in, I think it was about five years. 
um, which is also the time that it took God of War to come together, which that obviously went through a few hiccups as well. Overall, I think the AAA gaming industry is in a hell of a spot. I think a lot of the people who want to make the most money are looking at all the potentials of as you know all the games as a service stuff, all the big glitz and glamour, the idea of something like Cyberpunk chasing a little bit of GTA in, in, in its marketing um, and saying, we want to do a bit of that. And we also want to do a bit of that. And we also want to have a loot system. And we also want to have microtransactions. And we also want to have a multiplayer component. And I just don't think that it's working. I don't think it has worked the entirety of this generation. Um, and you can count on one hand the games that actually launched completely feature complete, that were genuinely satisfying from beginning to end, that, you know, nailed every last bit of their marketing. And one of the only ones that comes to mind is God of War. Um, and so I pass it over to you down in the comments. What are your thoughts on the general state of the AAA gaming industry? Do you, you know, can you forgive something like Cyberpunk? Where, where are your expectations at? Do you still buy day one or has the last generation, because the evidence is right there that if you just give it a few weeks, you'll get a, or even months or whatever, um, you'll get a drastically better version of the game that you were looking forward to. Um, for now, Ivan Scott from WhatCulture.com. Merry Christmas, and I'll catch you very soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.